peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. And welcome to another exciting episode of So Frail Conversations. It's today and today, as you see from the title, we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence. Uh, as I contemplate, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've done an episode on just purely emotional intelligence. But then again, we over 260, 70 episodes in. So I probably may have very well had this conversation in a different light, but it's probably not going to come out the way it's going to come out right now. Um, because you know, it's you know, this is the one I'm deciding to do now. But anyway, anyway, I don't think I did anything on emotional intelligence, but I feel like it's it's a appropriate conversation to have right now. Um, we look at emotional intelligence as well. I, don't, I ain't even gonna say we look at it as a certain way. Damn it! I was driving my damn phones. I ain't gonna say we look at it a certain way, but I think. Me personally, I view the world as the way that I view the world. I don't think we view emotional intelligence the way it's supposed to be viewed. For one, we don't even view intelligence the way it's supposed to be viewed. So how can we view the emotional intelligence right? Because when you when you break down intelligence, what it is, intelligence is the ability to use basically your learning faculties to observe the world. You know what I mean? But what we label intelligence is as a wealth of information. Somebody with a wealth of information is intelligent. No, 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 no. Someone who's able to process that wealth of intelligence, that wealth of information is is intelligent. So then by that same token, what would that mean for an emotionally intelligent person? It'll be the person who can fully process rather than information their feelings right in order to lead to an understanding of what um what is caused by the emotion um we we often talk about i know here we often talk about how you know the template of manliness is you know the feelings of anger rage and aggression those are some of the uh feelings that are permissible um those are the things that we allow to predicate what a man is in a sense. So those are the things that are largely tied to the emotional side of it, right? So if those are the only feelings that we're able to use, then we have to look at the dynamic of what emotions they tie, they stem from, which is pain, you know, in some way, shape, or form. So our emotional intelligence, our emotional capacity is limited to the feelings of pain, that feelings that could lead us to pain. But the intelligence side of it is how well are we able to process these, these feelings? If anger, rage, and aggression are only feelings and when we feel them, we're allowed to break shit or, you know what I'm saying? We're either, we're going to break shit by releasing those feelings or we're going to hold shit in and we're not actually processing this information. What does that do to us? Because I don't think a lot of people really consider what the fuck is happening when you, with your emotional intelligence and your feelings and shit and what they wire to, uh, how it affects so many different other levels of, of, of ourselves. So much so that it takes 10 years off of a man's life. It's wild how men live 10 years, uh, 10 years less than women do on average. And no one, well, they know why, nigga, but a lot of people don't express why, but it's largely tied to emotional intelligence. You know what I'm saying? I know I did another episode on, um, you know, orgasms and giving off our life force energy, but this also connects to it. So, yeah, those two things are, you know, they go hand in hand um, in regards to, you know, why our life is good short, but this is just more so from the emotional side. 
right? If we don't get our emotional intelligence in check, it's going to make us implode continually, continually, continually. But I think we need to understand what that implosion looks like, what that implosion could potentially be, and what effects that implosion will have on the world. But before we dive heavy into that, be sure to follow me on Instagram, my underscore, just underscore, see underscore. Be sure to check out my website at IamJustSeen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you are greatly appreciated. To all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not this episode, but the podcast itself. And you know the vibes, Cash App and PayPal are just fine. And as always, that's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to dive into Soulfrail Conversations, Emotional Intelligence. And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the Soulfrail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags, Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it. And you will never see it unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get started in this motherfucker, all right? This episode was prompted because I was having a conversation. And the conversation that I was having, it was a very emotionally charged conversation, but I wasn't emotionally charged. So the person was, you know, getting angry in a sense because it's just like, yo, you, you, you're not invested in this conversation like I'm invested in this conversation. I'm like, I am invested in this conversation. I just don't give a fuck to the depth that you give a fuck about this conversation. And it wasn't like I was undermining the person or undermining the conversation, but it's just that I didn't personally feel that this conversation required this level of energy that this person was trying to put into it and trying to make me put into it. So I was like, nah, it was like, nah, see, you just so cold. And, you know, that's that's not that's not a good thing. You you cold and this, that, and that. I said, no, you're misinterpreting that. I'm not cold at all. You're basing it how you're basing my expression of your internalization, right? You don't know what the fuck is on the inside of me, but you're basing what's on it. You're basing what's on the inside of me or what's the inside, what's on the inside of you, right? So I'm like, I'm not emotionally checked out or available. I'm emotionally intelligent. Now, it can come off the same way. And it's not until you reach a certain level of emotional intelligence that you can see the varying degrees of emotional intelligence. Y'all heard me say shit here. I've talked about being emotionally retarded. I talked about that in So Frail 3 um, as well. But you have emotionally unavailable. You have emotionally retarded. You have emotionally intelligent. You have emotionally stagnant. You have so many different ways that you can, you know, express your emotions. So when it comes to us as men, the assumption is that we don't have them or we're, you know, we're shine away from them. Nah, it's one of those things where when something comes full circle for you, you can express it the exact same way you did when it started in the beginning. And you can express it the same way, but you can still have a different wherewithal about it, right? So 
what I'm telling this person is like, nah, I'm very emotionally intelligent and I've already processed the emotions that this this interaction is catalyzed already because I know what feelings are triggered and then from the tr- feelings I can tell which direction it was going to send me joy or pain and then from there I was able to you know process it all through the conversation they're like yo how you you can't just do it? yes you can I don't know why y'all think you can't be I don't know why people think that the only thing that you can do that in real time like that is physical shit like people don't think you can do shit emotionally mentally spiritually the same way you do shit physically I'm like I don't know how Y'all don't, y'all can't possibly believe or understand what y'all think y'all understand if y'all, you know what I mean? Like certain shit just gets to me. So I'm looking at this perspective from how, how, how will it best be suited to approach a situation like this? Because in my mind, I'm like, you're calling me something that I'm not. And it's based off the fact that you're only under, and you're doing it from the only understanding that you have. Now, here's why that becomes what it is, because when you're emotionally intelligent, unintelligent, retarded, unavailable, whatever, if you're not wired to process and understand your emotions, if 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 you are, no matter what, let me see, no matter what it is that you are, if you're still not privy to how to understand a feeling, it doesn't matter. You see what I'm saying? Because what's going to happen is feelings are always going to arise. Feelings are always going to trigger. See, what they don't teach us about mental health is the emotional side of it, right? Especially for the men, for men, when we think about our mental health. And another thing about mental health that I'm learning is that people only look at mental health as if you're smart. Like, I I had to come to terms with that. They're like, yo, good mental health. And in our culture, you know what I'm saying, when we consider mental health, we think that when mental health is on the line, you can only be retarded or you can only be crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? From either side of my family, from my mom's side of the family, um, their phrases will be more that person is touched. You know what I'm saying? When, you know, you're dealing with shit like that when it comes to mental health. Um, my pop side of the family is just, that nigga crazy. You know what I'm saying? But either way, it's the same shit. But the reality is that not. The mental health can't just be limited to you know, whether you're smart or not, you know what I'm saying? Whether you're intelligent or not, whether you're crazy or not, but the mental health is not only how well it's the mental health is also the capacity to how you can use your mind. I don't think people realize that part. You know what I mean? Like we look at the mental health as just, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I want to be emotionally stable and shit. No. How well can you use this motherfucker? Like when I started looking at physical, I looking at physical health was easy, but when I learned anatomy and physiology, it made me look at physical health differently. You know what I'm saying? It went from looking at it from, oh, you have to at least get 30 minutes a day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like following the cliche shit, you know, get at least 30 minutes of activity a day, you know, for a healthy, to maintain a healthy body, you know, when you don't understand it. But then when you learn and understand the physical health, you realize that, oh, these are the capabilities that my body is supposed to be able to do, right? Because the physical health is is basically how well your body can function and move physically, how well you can use your body to its absolute capacity. You know what I'm saying? This doesn't necessarily mean running fast, jumping high and all of this shit. Yeah, those are cool, you know, athleticism and shit like that. But physical health is about being able to fully function and use every part of your anatomy and physiology successfully. So when it comes to mental health, what the fuck we think that means? 
it means being able to use your use your mind in all facets. So when it comes to the mind, we know that the mind is the the, the mind is balanced between emotions and thoughts. You feel me? Emotion and thought. Therefore, it's going to be also balanced between feelings and ideas. Uh, we know we we pride ourselves on the thought provoking shit. We pride ourselves on you know the thought side of the mental health. You know why? Because thoughts don't have emotions with them. Thoughts don't have feelings tied to them. Thoughts are just what they are. Fucking thoughts. As men, our predisposition is objectivity. That's why thoughts are cool, right? Our passive, um, our passive energy that we follow being femininity is, uh, it's not objective. It's subjective, right? And that's where feelings come in. Right. Feelings are so subjective that we have to use them to find the objectivity in them. Right. But we don't use that when we get a feeling. First thing we try to do is dismiss it or whatever as, you know, I don't give a fuck. Fuck that shit. This shit ain't it. Don't, I don't give a fuck about that. That's the first sign of emotional unintelligence. When the problem hits, the first thing you do is say, I don't give a fuck about it. Or you treat it as something not to give a fuck about. When clearly the feeling that arose in you means you gave a fuck. I'm going to let that marinate with my dramatic ass like I always do. You know, I had to come to terms with that shit too. Like the shit that, that the shit that you have to utter the words, I don't give a fuck about. In that volatile moment, you're giving a fuck about it. So much so that you have to project and express the term, I don't give a fuck. And it has a level of energy behind it when you say, I don't give a fuck about that. I don't give a fuck about none of that because you're emotionally wired and the unintelligence is not allowing you to process these feelings that you're feeling. And to absolve yourself, you have to mentally try to tell yourself, I don't give a fuck to try to tame the feelings and stop them. Right. And that's cool when you can verbally do that. Right. But then there's another side to that because at some point the feelings do stop. Right. But what is it doing to your body when your body is giving you a response to something and you're ignoring it or you're not understanding what that response is? That leads people who can walk into dangerous situations without knowing they're in them. You ever know how somebody says, yo, I got in this situation, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't know because you couldn't read a room. Most motherfuckers can't read a room because they don't know how to process feelings. See, what people don't realize about feelings and this is when it's going to get a little sciencey and shit, a little woke, whatever. I can kiss my ass. But the thing about feelings is that we feel them. Duh, seeing we feel them, but I'm going to take it to a whole nother level. We feel them to our nervous system. See, what we don't know about our nervous system, even our, even our senses, is that we only have one sense. It's broken down five ways, but we have one sense, and that's the sense of touch. Our senses can only respond to our nervous system and our nervous system responds to the things that we interact with. We engage with the things that we feel in some way, shape or form. When we consider the five senses, smell, sight, touch, what is it? See, smell, sight, touch, taste and sound, right? Four of those are in the head, but, you know, for the most part. Each one of those, we look at them as different senses, but they are all responded, responsive to how our body responds when it feels something, right? We don't look at that. Like, to smell something, I know we think we're breathing it in, but 
our body is actually feeling, right, aromatic chemicals on our with our olfactory nerve. So that sensation is what's there. So it triggers our olfactory nerve. The olfactory nerve processes this touch as a scent, right? And then it gives you the various uh, smells or whatever the case may be. The sense of sight, it touches our optic nerve. And when it touches, the, when the, the, the light touches our optic nerve, it's either going to activate our rods or our cones, depending on the source of light, whether it's um, daytime, nighttime, or whatever the case may be. But the visual light has to touch our eyes. You see what I'm saying? To hear the sound has to vibrate. The sound has to make the malleus incus and stapes muscle um, bones move in the ear. And when those bones move, they hit the tympanic membrane. That tympanic membrane helps to produce the sound that you hear. Right? So again, and then of course, the sense of touch. So again, in some way, shape, or form, everything is about what your nervous system feels, right? When shit is processed through your five senses, it's about what your nervous system feels or felt. So again, the feelings that we have, we don't realize how, how potent they are because when those feelings arise, the feelings that we get that are emotionally based, that either gonna lead to joy and pain, they, they transcend the actual five physical senses in a way because they can elicit the same response as the physical senses without the physical senses needing to respond. Here's what I mean by that. And here's why I tie it to the sense of touch. Our feelings, our feelings from the emotional side are tied to our hormones, our hormones physically, right? So literally what we feel elicits responses out of us in a way people ask and even myself i've asked this question which came first the hormone or the feeling and they kind of come at the same time like you never really know which one came first because it's like did the hormone was the hormone released because of the sensation or did the sensation release the hormone you feel what i'm saying because they come that quick <laughs> they come at the same time right there <laughs> get your minds out the gutter now my mind is in the gutter now and it came at the same time right what does this mean for us as men when our body now feels it too but we're still psychologically telling ourselves i don't give a fuck yes you do yes you do you're just not admitting that what i'm feeling is feeling because our when that fit when your blood boils you feel me when your 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 temperature raises and shit like that. What do you think that comes from? That comes from your feelings, right? When you relax down into a certain position, like all of this shit plays its its part because it has its inception in the reality and the duality that we are beyond. Well, I don't even know why I said duality, but it's in the reality that we are more in the space of control of our feelings than we really have then we really give ourselves credit for it. But then at the same time, it gives us the reality to not be in control of them, right? Because we got to take it back to when we were kids. Like, you know, and this is one of the reasons why I say uh, we only have two emotions, but everything else is a feeling that leads to those emotions, right? We have joy and pain. And when you're a kid, not even a kid, kid, I mean like a newborn baby before you can even talk, the only forms you have of communication is laughing and crying, right? And you laugh, when your body is in, 
when when you laugh mainly when you are in a positive physical space and that's your form of communication. It lets you know, okay, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. I'm communicating positively. I'm laughing, right? But then when you cry, you feel what I'm saying? That's when I'm communicating negatively or whatever is happening is causing my communication to be from the negative side. It doesn't necessarily have to be bad, but again, we're speaking on polar- polarities. That's probably why I said duality earlier. Um, but we're speaking on uh, the dualities of it, right? So now we get older, then we learn how to talk, and suddenly people act like, you know, and as men, first thing we do, you know, first thing they do, stop crying. Stop crying. You ain't no punk. You ain't soft. Stop crying. Stop this. Stop that. Stop this. Stop that. Right? Not realizing that there's a transitionary phase between crying being a form of communication for me and it now being a response to my feelings. You see what I'm saying? It's like at one point when I cried, you would pick me up. When I cried, you would feed me. When I cried, you would change my diaper. When I cried, you would do certain things because I would say, hey, look, I'm uncomfortable. Now I can actually say the words rather than having to release tears, right? And even still, we would do shit like that. I know when I was young, I used to always get frustrated when my brother used to do this shit to me. Like I'd be venting or expressing myself, you know, from the negative emotional side, but the tears wouldn't be falling. But in a sense, I was like, yo, quit crying all the time. But I ain't crying because, you know, crying, tears have to fall. But in a way, I was crying because I was communicating the way I which I knew how to communicate from the negative perspective, right? Had I not have had the vocabulary and the words to actually say what I was saying, there probably would have been physical tears, hence why on a subconscious level, he was like, quit crying. We say that shit all the time to people who are venting. Tears ain't falling, but they venting from me. Yeah, yeah, you whining, quit crying. And we tell them they crying. I'm not crying because we assume crying is tears falling. Mm-mm. Crying is when you release something from the soul. It's the burden that you release from the soul. But now we know that it's when you're releasing pain from the soul. And how do we release pain from the soul? By quote unquote, venting. It doesn't necessarily have to always be tears. But now, like I said, taking it back to when we was kids, this is when our emotional intelligence is missed. I was getting fucked up because we're literally in that space where we can communicate negatively, right? Which is which would be the equivalent of tears. And people keep telling us not to communicate that way. So when it's time to communicate from that way, we shut down or we shut up, but we don't say shit, right? But then because of that, it puts a cap on how we can communicate from the positive side. You know, we laugh more, we do all these things because these things are tied to emotions because we get to a point where you realize that the feeling itself, what it does to your nervous system is the same, right? When you get to a certain emotional intelligent level because you're experiencing your emotions and not um, your, your emotions and feelings enough, you will get to a point where you will start to internalize and start to feel when these emotions arise, where in your body they're, they're being felt and, you're, and you know, with your nervous system, whatever. And you start to get to an even subtle level where you feel where you realize that there's no difference between there's no difference between what the feeling makes you feel. Right. Now I got it good and bad feel things and on a magnitude scale. But when you get to where it starts to, you know what I mean? Like excitement to be extremely excited. No, let me say it in a different uh different way. Um hmm. I want to say shocked and excited in this in a way. Um, but like okay, I'm gonna use those in a in a way because it's gonna work. When you're excited and when you're shocked, in both facets, the moment it happens where you're like extremely excited, your heart will skip a beat. Now, to be extremely excited sits off the positive spectrum. 
to be shocked most times sits off the negative perspective. But it elicits the same feeling. Your heart will skip a beat. Now, this is the reason why I'm using that is because how many feelings do we have that we're not aware of that feel the exact same because they are. But because they're opposites, we don't know how to process them when we only process them from the from the detailed side of what we have and not the principle that this feels the same in my body. It, it moved. It did the same thing in my body. You feel what I'm saying? That's important. That's important when it comes to your developing your emotional intelligence, because if you don't, the moment you get upset, you know, that feeling that you get when you get angry, when your, 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 your blood starts to elevate, your blood levels start to elevate, you can feel your temperature rising, you can feel your heartbeat racing and, and all of that other shit, right? You can feel these things. But what happens to you in that moment? This is when you can define where your emotional intelligence is. In that moment, does it start to feel like you're no longer in control of your body or you're fighting for control in that moment and you're simultaneously fighting for control and losing it because the feelings that are coming in are no longer putting you in the space where you feel like you're in your body. And I don't mean in your body, but it feels like, you you know, what I'm saying there's an awareness, there's a certain energy that is like starting to enshroud you in the moment. And now your body is focusing. Everything seems to be synchronizing all up into one fine space in your head. And now all you can do is see out of your eyes. Right? You get to that point. But are you aware that your entire body right now is in is 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 responding to this feeling? Fuck the other shit. Your entire being is responding to this feeling right now. And now people don't look at what is happening with these conversations as it keeps going on and going on and going on because it just keeps adding fuel to the fire. So you ever been in a conversation with a motherfucker and, you know, it turns into an argument or whatever because it's emotionally charged, you know what I mean? But in the conversation, you realize it's almost like you're stepping away from the person getting farther and farther. Y'all closer, but then that's why you start getting louder. I heard this quote. Very, very powerful and it made a lot of sense. He said the reason why people argue and they get they start to yell in arguments or whatever is because spiritually they're getting farther and farther away from each other. They're shutting down. They're not listening to each other. So spiritually they're far away from each other. Mentally they're far away from each other, but physically they're in each other's face. That's why they're yelling. And a lot of times we don't use these breakdowns of the spirit, the mind, and the body because we think they're all separate entities, not realizing that they're one and they do affect all at the same time. When we are wired to not be emotionally intelligent, when these things happen, like I say, we don't feel them within our body, but then we don't familiarize ourselves to know, okay, this is causing me to do this. So now here's the point that I was making with that. When I was talking to the person who was saying, you know, you're just so cold and, you know, you just don't give up. No, I give a fuck, but I'm emotionally intelligent, too. So now when I see where my body is changing right now because of this conversation, that's a part of my emotional intelligence because I know how to start pinpointing where things are happening. Like I said, when the sensation happens, does the hormone release or does the hormone hormone release to cause the sensation? The world may never know, like the Tootsie Pop and shit. I don't fucking know. But I do know that when that happens, it stores somewhere. And it comes from somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? 
why when we get angry, the first thing we want to do is clench our jaws and clench our fists. And I go, I get it, motherfuckers, it's fight or flight response. No, you're trying to regain control. You feel what I'm saying? In addition to that, those spaces, clenching your fists when you're angry, clenching your jaws and shit like that, that's where you're storing. That's where you're storing the response from that feeling. Here's a piece of the emotional intelligence side that people don't want to tell you about is how it's also tied to your nervous system. Because again, every sensation you have is a touch, but it's based off of how something feels to your nerves. We've been saying it since we were kids and didn't really know it because, you know, our parents will undermine you. Yo, you're getting on my nerves. You'll hear parents say it, but then you repeat it. Parents will say it out of the agitation from getting older, not realizing that. You never notice that when a motherfucker's getting on your nerves, it's how they're making you feel negatively. That's not an accident. That's not an accident. And when we're kids, we're tapped in a little differently. So when we say we're not, we're yeah, we're copying the adults. But when we say you getting on my nerves, we really feel that you getting on my nerves. Now, what do the adults say? You don't have nerves. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that, but I've heard that as a kid. Yo, you getting on my, I tell an adult, yo, you getting on my nerves. You ain't got no nerves. Uh, well, what the fuck am I feeling? Right now, you're triggering me and you're making me respond a certain way. And I can't do nothing about it. Now, imagine being a man in a world that tells you that you're soft if you have the natural biological functions your body is supposed to exhibit. You don't want to admit this to the world. Because, you know, we kids and we try to put that bravado up and we hold on to it. We don't even know that we don't even do it into adulthood. But we hold on to this bravado so much that we don't have emotions. That we literally deny what we feel on the inside. Y'all can be the motherfucking macho motherfuckers and like, yeah, and I'm real. I don't like, you know. You feel the emotions too. You feel them. And that's why you do volatile shit. That's why you do wild shit. Because you're in the space where when that emotion hits, you're trying not to be soft. You're trying to prove that you're not a bitch. You're trying to prove all of these different things because what you're trying to do is trying to erase what you can't erase. That's where all of this wilding out shit comes from, where you got to spin the block, where you got to do all of this because when your emotions get hit and your feelings get hurt, you don't know how to process them. You don't know how to emotionally process them. So the only thing you should you can do is to think in a way that says, in order for me to make this feeling stop, I have to, I don't have to process the feeling. I have to eliminate what caused the feeling. That's what your op is. And so for a one, I mentioned barbarism. You know, when you integrate and you get self-hatred within the motherfucker and you like, but when you had that emotional unintelligence or that emotional retardation or that emotional unavailability, whatever it is you're going to call it, this is what it translates to. When I don't know how to quell the feeling within myself, I have to go and kill or eliminate the thing that caused the feeling. Violence is a response to danger. Violence is the response to danger. If violence is the response to danger, what feelings, what feelings on the inside of me <laughs> what feelings on the inside of me unprocessed lead me to feel like I'm in danger? 
That's crazy, right? Because if you step on a motherfucker's shoes, they'll want to kill you. Why? Because in danger, uh, uh, poverty, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's so many different dynamics because of a feeling that made it feel like now you stepped on something that I value, something that like it's levels to this shit. And if your emotional intelligence isn't on point, you can get sent to a whole nother place mentally. Like, you ever heard of a crime of passion? This is why I be trying to tell motherfuckers, like, they be like, yo, crimes of passion are the ones that you can get away with. Because in the moment, they'll say you could not think. Your feelings and emotions overwhelmed you so much that you could not think. Right? How potent and powerful are our feelings that in the moment you get the pass for them? If you resp- if you if you react to your feelings in the moment, you can get the pass for them. In the moment, that's how strong your feelings are. Niggas would really say, "Okay, you could not have controlled that." Here's why this is important to me. There's a window of time where people say that in this moment, it's okay for you to do this because there's no way that you could have controlled this situation based off of these feelings. That means that men can no longer be in a space where we deny our feelings. I'm using this this dramatization because if in fact we can get a pass in a court legal system for committing something, committing an atrocity, in the moment, because everything aligned itself for the emotional side to, to, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you couldn't process this. You could not think logically about this shit. You feel me? So you can plead insanity. We know that insanity is when you are in a space where, you know, you're, you know, producing, you're repeating a result. You're repeating something, expecting a result, right? And the result's not happening. And you still stay at it. All right. That's insanity. In a way. But you can plead insanity when emotions come involved. When your feelings are stirred up in a moment, you can plead insanity. That shows how powerful they really are. Again, so when we're teaching our boys that you're soft, that your emotions aren't real, yo, your emotions in the moment can keep you out of prison. If you did something in the moment, I'm saying, I'm not saying go get overly emotional and go kill some shit. But I'm saying is how potent that when you are overly emotional and you kill some shit, they say it's justified. That's important to know that it's justified because then that means there's no denying of feelings that men don't have. Now, that also shows that there's a level of repression that you have versus processing. See, you think a lot of times we think that if we just hold our shit down to the to the you know to the core and we just forget about it or whatever the case may be, it'll eventually go away and we'll be okay. No. No, your feelings and they're designed to be processed. Cause if they don't, they lead to either joy or pain. Joy or pain help develop personal identity. You feel me? From my own personal perspective, my emotional intelligence had to develop when I was just like, I was too cold. And it wasn't even that I was cold. I would tell my, I had to tell myself I was cold. I had to tell them I was warm as shit. You feel me? 
I loved, I, I had feelings and shit, but I had to keep telling myself, like, yo, I'm a real nigga. I'm a real nigga. Real niggas don't feel shit. Real niggas don't. Real niggas feel everything. That's why the real niggas be the niggas that be behind the bars, that be doing the time and shit, because it's based, because the committing a crime is based off what you feel. Like those crimes that end up getting, end up getting the motherfucker locked up is based off what they felt. Most times. You know what I'm saying? Oh, niggas was trapping. They were selling drugs. And they started selling drugs based on what they felt or what they thought they would feel. You feel what I'm saying? Now, let's go into a different perspective. Because now we're going to take it a whole nother level up. You have feelings. You have, you know, joy and pain, your emotions. But then under that, above that, as men, we're going to have respect. That's the levels for us. Feelings. Emotions. Respect. You feel me? For women, similar situation, but it's so for a conversation. So it's going to go on that emotional side. It's feelings and your emotions join pain, of course, and then it's going to go to respect. This is one of the biggest things that fucks us up. This is why I always say respect is to men what love is to women. This is why I always say make sure you respect your boys. This, this is why I'm big on this shit. Because if the feeling that I'm triggered into eventually makes me feel disrespected, we're going to have a problem. Now, when I'm only able to feel anger, rage, and aggression, and I'm laughed at or I'm disrespected for any feeling any other feeling, I'm not going to feel those feelings because I want to maintain my respect, or I'm going to enhance the feelings that get me respected. So when I have these feelings elicited, and then I respond out of joy or pain, whatever the case may be, and then now how I feel. For example, if I'm elicited by a feeling of a bad feeling that leads me to the emotion of pain, but it leads me to being respected, you don't think I'm going to stay in that painful space? If me trapping and selling drugs and poisoning my community does not get me respected because I got money and I'm getting hoes that I couldn't have and all this shit, you don't think that's going to play a part in it because of the respect. Our emotional intelligence, our emotional intelligence is going to be as strong or no, the quality of our emotional intelligence is going to, is directly correlated to the levels of respect we receive in the world. Or how we perceive we're going to be respected. Our respect is going, how we, how we are respected is going to pretty much dictate how well we can be an emotionally intelligent person and vice versa. It's going to be like go hand in hand. Your emotional intelligence and your ability to be emotionally intelligent will develop the growth necessary or create the detriment, you know, necessary to determine how the world perceives you and how you are going to be respected in the world. Because when the feeling is triggered, right, it's going to lead to an emotion. That emotion is going to be what you're respected for. It's, that emotion is going to ultimately determine like the expression of the respect that you have or that is going to be had for you. Now, again, as boys, we stop crying when we two. <laughs> so if we stop crying when we two, that means we're immediately shutting down our communicative faculty for the negative side of our feelings 
or what the negative side of our feelings are doing to us. So now we don't say shit. Now we don't process it. Now we hold it in. Motherfuckers be like, why do men start? Like, we've been holding shit in since we all told us not to cry no more. You feel what I'm saying? I fall. Don't look at him. He gonna cry if you look at him. Damn. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Because now when this feeling hits me, now I'm feeling, I'm. you don't know what I'm feeling. When I fail, maybe I didn't feel hurt. Maybe I felt, you know, I felt disappointed that I failed because I wasn't supposed to. Maybe I felt frustrated because I've been trying to ride this bike all day. Maybe there's a reason why I cried when I failed. And it wasn't because I got hurt. But now we're trying to train ourselves to be physically tough, right? But we're denying the emotionally tough side. Because we think in order to be emotionally tough, we have to be emotionally numb. You know, get to a point where I don't, no, 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 no. You feel your feelings. Like I tell motherfuckers all the time, I feel my feelings well. I feel them. I touch them. They all over me. I'm not, I'm, I don't deny my feelings. But the problem is I'm so wired and in tune with my feelings to understand what feelings are happening. Nobody can tell me that I'm not, like, when I, emotional intelligence is supposed to get you to the point where you can use your feelings. Use your emotions. Like, because the emotional state is the other half of the mind. So I got, it was roundabout, but now we back here. So when we look at the mental health, the health of the mind, the health of the mental, mental divided into emotions and thoughts, right? So from the emotional side, if our, our, our mental health is also how well we can use our mind. So if half of our mind is our emotions, how well we use our emotions, which means how well we understand and use our feelings. Your feelings are what you use. Like, it used to be a point where I used to get a feeling and then it's like, yo, let me go just, this is when I was young. Let me go, you know, I'm mad. Let me go lift some weights and blow off some steam. Blew off some steam. Not as opposed to, yo, I'm angry. What the fuck made me angry? Because I'm not always going to be able to blow off some steam. I need to figure out what the fuck made me angry. Because it's deeper than the person. It's deeper than the thing. It's deeper than the situation that made me angry. I have to figure out what made me angry. And rather than blowing off steam, I need to process it. So now when this energy hits me, now I can use it. One thing that I like to do and people don't, you know, when I have a certain feeling or if it's something too overwhelming, I write, I rap, I, I make music. And that's what I've always used. And I never really knew what I was doing because I was in, in, in the beginning, it was escapism because I, I had to run from the feelings. Right now, I use the feelings to create a certain energy because that's all it is. It's an energy. It's like, yo, what can I do with it? This is when I got to the point of understanding that the opposing feelings, like opposite feelings, you know, what I mean, they the same shit. They feel the same in your body. They literally feel the same to your body. I never processed that. You know what I'm saying? But I had to get to a point of understanding the feelings. You know what I'm saying? Happy and sad are the same shit. I know it feels the same way. It feels like, no, scene. I've been happy and I've been sad. And you know, energetically, the magnitude of what they carry and what weight they hold. When you feel either one of those, what triggers them, what elicits them, the environment, how long they hang around, like those are the same energies, just opposite sides of the same coin. It's hard to see it because happiness feels good, sadness feels bad, but it feels the fucking same, magnitude-wise. And again, if you're in this, this is not me trying to be, you know, if you're in a space where it doesn't feel the same yet, it's because you haven't reached the point of understanding the feelings yet. Right. Because 
you get to a point where you realize you feel happy and you feel sad in the exact same place. You see what I'm saying? Certain feelings, when they arise, you feel them in the same place. Some feelings you feel in your stomach. Some things you feel in your chest. Some things you feel in your head. Some things you feel in your shoulders. Some things you feel in your legs. Some things you feel in your feet. I don't think y'all pay attention to certain feelings the way they are. Like some things you feel in your knees. Like there's feelings that you feel in other places of your body. Now, here's where the manipulation comes in. Because now, most of the positive feelings that we get, you know, somehow, we've channeled them that when we get these feelings, sex is the next thing that should follow. It's crazy. It's crazy how wired sex is to our positive feelings. And I don't think that's by accident. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't until that I... It, it, <laughs> it wasn't until I practiced celibacy that I realized that half the time that I thought I was horny, I wasn't horny. And I didn't realize it until I studied the shit. Because your sacral energy is your creative energy. Your creative energy is, you know, your um solar plexus. I mean, your... um. So you have your sacred energy and that's where your creative energy is at. But that's where your sexuality and your sexual energy is too. It's all in the same spot, right? It wasn't, and it was like, it wasn't until I learned the sacred chakra that I was like, this is where your feelings are. And it's like, oh, but this is where your sex is too. Half the time motherfuckers don't even be horny. They be excited. They Half the times motherfuckers don't even be horny. They are feeling, their body is now responding to a positive feeling. And because they've never actually gone through the feelings, expressions, or actually learned how to process a feeling, they only know how to channel it and say, I want sex. That's what this means. This means I want sex. Hey, bro, for real, though, at some point, we got to stop talking to women about masculinity and start talking to each other about it. And I mean really talk to each other. Not as enablers and co-signers, but as men trying to reach the pinnacle of our essence. And that's what the So Frail series does. So for a one is the definition. So for a two is the acknowledgement. And so for a three is the resolution. If you rock with the So Frail conversations, I can guarantee you will rock with the So Frail series of books. So visit IamJustSeen.com right now so you can add the series to your library. I promise you will never look at masculinity the same again. And you're going to stop wasting your time arguing with women about it. This is a conversation that men need to have between men. And it's time we start having this conversation now. No. This means that you're happy. This means that this triggered this. Now, here's why that becomes problematic. Because now when you get to the point where what makes you horny is, what makes you horny means that, it, wow, this is crazy because this is all creative energy. If it makes you horny, that means that it has inspired you into creative action. You feel what I'm saying? It has inspired you into creative action. Now, how do you use this energy? They want us to use our creative energy just to make babies. Why? Because it feeds the system. Every time you fuck, don't use condoms. Don't use none of that shit. Go bust some guts and give us another baby that we can put in the system we can get for 18 years, however long, whatever. But they teach us to do certain shit, everything that we do off of feeling. You know what I'm saying? So when, like I said, most of the positive feelings that we feel are quote-unquote horny feelings. Right. But there are feelings that trigger creativity. Right. Because now it goes into the point where you have a positive feeling. Eventually, it's going to lead you to joy. Joy is going to lead you to what? Things that are largely going to be the respect because that leads you up to your love, your love component. 
of your chakra energy, right? And love, you know, that love area is where respect sits too. So, <laughs> so when they tell you, when they give you these these feelings, and you know, you say, okay, I'm horny. Okay, what does that mean? Like I be sitting down, right? And this isn't like I'm sitting down and I be getting horny, but I be sitting down and I be listening to, um, to people talk. And then, like, when we get to that point, they were like, yeah, motherfucker, just, you know, got horny out of no reason, out of nowhere. And it was like, did you see something? Did you look at something? And then it's under the impression that maybe, you know, Shorty was this, maybe it was that. It's like, nah, something, whatever spark, it gave you a level of creativity, right? Now, sadly enough, because of the programming, the feelings give us the only idea to create the creativity that we get puts the image in our head that we want to fuck, right? That's problematic because any feeling that we get, it makes us horny. And if it makes us horny and it makes us think only about sex, the the, the thing was done, but it's like when it can only make you think about sex is for that reason. Because now I want you, I don't want you to use this creative energy to create anything. Right. But if you're not emotionally intelligent enough to actually process that and say, hey, this is why I'm feeling this way. You know what I'm saying? There's been several times like I've had to, like I said, it, I had to come into the actual practicing of celibacy to start to get to that point and realize that half the time that I thought I was, you know, like when I when I actually look back over the times, there was a time when. There was literally a 50-50 chance. I remember when I, I remember these moments because this is when I was writing heavy. When I thought about some of the times I got horny and wanted to fuck some and went to go fuck some. But then in the moment I was like, I was literally in the space where I was thinking about a beat. Or I was literally in a space where I was literally writing some bars, but I just didn't have my pen or whatever the case may be. And instantly I also wanted to fuck too. And I let the wanting to fuck supersede what else I could have done with that energy. You feel what I'm saying? When you don't know how to process your feelings, you're going to use your feelings the way they tell you to use them. Feel me? So again, when I'm feeling any feeling of positivity, I'm going to translate that shit to horniness and don't even realize that's what it is. You feel what I'm saying? Half of the stimulation, half of the arousal we get, right? Now, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use it in a different perspective. So tying it back into what I mentioned in the beginning about the nervous system and how it's based off, everything is based off touch in some way, shape, or form. Now we have to realize that in addition to the touch for the eyes, like now the things that we, the touch and the, the eyes and the scent, those things we see and that we smell would now trigger how our bodies respond to certain things. Now, where does our body store that? Down our nervous column. Now, there's, you know, the reason why I'm using like, where does it store in the body? Because we have like about seven clusters called plexuses that are tied to our nervous system, right? I'm not making none of this shit up. This is all here, right? Yeah, like you have the brachial plexus, you have the, um, you have a brachial plexus, you have a lumbar plexus, you have a sacral plexus, you have a thoracic plexus. If I'm not mistaken, you have seven different plexuses of nerves 
which pretty much extend to your extremities, right? So if you don't feel it along your spinal column, it can radiate and translate to other places in your body, right? Even off of a physical um, space, you can see it in your skin from a dermatomic perspective because the nerves also show up and they, they have a certain line on your body to show up physically. Shit is amazing. So when we get these positive feelings and then now we feel something down in our sacral area, we think, oh, this means fuck. No, that means create, right? These same feelings that we got when we was kids, we weren't exposed to sex prior. So what we would do is get quiet and get in our own solitude in our own space. You know, when they say, you know, silence is good until you have kids, because now you got to go find them. Most of the children that get silent for long, extensive periods of time, they're horny. They just don't know what the fuck. They don't know anything about fucking. But they're in that space where they were triggered and it elicited something in them to go be creative. Now, because they're not emotionally intelligent or emotionally unintelligent, they haven't even registered and, and put anything to an emotion to where it can dictate them. They just know that I respond to this stimuli. It makes me feel this way and this is what I want to do with this feeling. Now, over time, you get to a point where you start to hear more and more of what you can't do with your feelings. You can't cry with your feelings. Okay, cool. That's how I communicated negatively when I couldn't talk. So cool. I'm not going to say shit. But now that translates to I'm not going to vent. I'm not going to express certain shit. Right? A lot of people don't realize that crying is not just the tears. You feel me? Crying because when you're developing as a child, you don't know the distinction between I'm not physically crying. I have to learn the distinction between me physically crying, me spiritually crying, me verbally crying, me emotionally crying. I have to learn the distinction between those two. So when somebody says you're crying, I lump it all into one, one thing as a negative form of the communication. From how I naturally had to communicate as a child because I couldn't formulate words yet. Right? So this goes on. Never stops. Never stops. And now you wonder why a motherfucker is emotionally unavailable. Motherfuckers don't even realize, like, you ever notice that when you about to cry, it hurts? It feels so fucking weird. It's like, no. Do anything you can not to. Look up to the sky, whatever. Try to laugh. Do something. But you feel it. it but you feel it in your body. When your tears are about to come, you feel it in your body. You feel it. You feel it in your fucking body and it, it gives you a sinking feeling almost. But here's another piece of that. When you are laughing erratically the same way to the same capacity that you feel like you want to cry, you feel it in the exact same place. It's just opposite. It's just the opposite. Like it's the opposite feeling. And it literally feels this way when you're when you are crying or you feel like you're about to cry. That feeling sits somewhere. It's like right in your chest. Right, just above your stomach, but right below your sternum. It's like sitting right there, it's holding right there. But it feels like literally it's going down. Like it's a sinking feeling. It feels like it's going down, right? But this is how potent energy is. That same energy when you're on the opposite side of that, it feels like it's going up. You ever notice when you feel like you're about to cry, it feels like that energy is going to your feet, right? 
Same energy when you're about to laugh feels like it's going to your head because our energy spirals a different way. Positive energy spirals up, negative energy spirals down, but it's the same energy. Now, it takes your emotional intelligence to be able to process this and say, you know what? I can control the spiral. I can control the spiral. They, I remember when I was in school, I'd never forget this moment because it, 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 it had me stunned because a motherfucker said, if anybody can go from happy to, I mean, from sad to happy in a matter of moments, they crazy. And I had to think about it. I said, no, they're not. They're not necessarily crazy. Like, what if they decided I don't want to be, I don't want to be sad no more. Because I had to start, like I said, I started to realize that these feelings are the same and you just make the choice. I don't want this to spiral down. I need it to spiral up. But I got to understand what I'm feeling right now in order to use it to spiral the other way, right? When we don't, when we don't take the time to teach our boys, it won't translate that. It won't translate that way when we're men. You see what I'm saying? Now, when I feel like expressing myself, it's like, oh, you two, you know, calm down. Is that like th- this whole zesty shit that these motherfuckers got going on? I feel, I feel for y'all. I feel for y'all because that shit is like. That zesty response is you really just you responding out of your feelings and you're putting words behind the shit. Like, you know, it's like in no way, shape, like I'm telling you the world will be a better place if they just let men be emotional. You feel me? If they allow men to be emotional, if they allowed us to be emo- emotional, but in a sense, teach us how to process our emotions, the world would be a much, much better place. But they trying to tell them off the reason why the world is a, is a, such a worse place. It's because they're teaching men that they don't have emotions. Just suppress them. You're a man. You can hold it in. I ain't nigga. You're losing 10 years of your life expectancy because you're trying to hold it in and be strong and be tough. You feel what I'm saying? You become that much more greater when you learn how to process the feelings and emotions. They're still going to come, but then when you know how to process them, now people look at you like you're crazy. Like, I'm just not getting into that. Like, I've had conversations with people who, like, mm, let me say this too. Emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is also tied to your, I guess, thoughtful intelligence too. So the thought-provoking side too. It's also tied to that too. When you know what the fuck you're talking about, you can't be an emotionally, you know, disturbed. Something that I've learned <clears throat> is that, again, tying it back to the communication. You know, when trolls respond and shit on social media, whatever the case may be, we got to remember sometimes it's like, I've learned that when people... People, when you don't understand something and it fucks with your feelings, you're going to try to save face, right? Again, laughter and communication are your, are your initial forms of communication. You know what I'm saying? When people give off nervous laughs and then they start throwing off insults and shit, I know what you're, I know what you're doing. I know what I did to you. I triggered your feelings and you, you're in a chaotic state right now. You don't, you're trying to make some sense of it. You don't know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like you be on social media and shit, and then you'll make a statement, and you know that motherfuckers may not have understood that statement. And then everybody comes on and they laugh and they insult your point. Now, this doesn't have, I'm using this as a specific example because this happened to me one time. It doesn't happen all the time. But this particular time it happened, I made a statement. I knew exactly what I was talking about. And I'm like, ain't nothing funny. I don't know what y'all laughing at because it's like, you know what I'm saying? But again, it ties into the intelligence side. Because again, from the mental health of the mind, the, the, the emotions and the thoughts are one and the same. Therefore, that point of the mind runs the same. So 
your your emotional intelligence should be equally comparable to your, I guess, theoretical intelligence. This is why I'm saying they teach us to memorize shit. They're not, they don't teach us to actually be intelligent. Because motherfuckers don't know how to actually no motherfuckers don't know how to process emotions and they don't know how to process thoughts. They don't know how to process their feelings and they don't know how to process their ideas. That's why motherfuckers be so fanatical and don't can't ever get shit done. You see what I'm saying? But there's a direct correlation. And me personally, I've learned to understand if you cannot process your feelings, I can't trust you to process your ideas. Therefore, if you're not processing your feelings, you're not going through your emotions. Therefore, you're not treating your thoughts right. So I'm saying that to say this. When I made the statement and the motherfuckers get on and they laugh and say, okay, that's the, like, no, you don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. And you're choosing to laugh at it because now everybody else is laughing at it. But these are nervous laughs. These are nervous laughs. I know that they're nervous laughs because if you knew what I knew, which was the reason why I said what I said, you would not laugh. But see, here's the thing about it. With communication, when you think somebody's laughing, again, when somebody's laughing at you, you automatically take it as an insult. You're laughing at you, laughing with you, not realizing that they're communicating with you in the way that they know how. They're positively communicating with you when they laugh in some way, shape, or form, where they're laughing at you, whatever. They're choosing to make the positive form of communication, but have they processed what they're trying to communicate? Most times, hell the fuck no. Most times, hell the fuck no. We don't want to trust it. We don't want to believe it. We don't want to acknowledge it. You feel me? Because we think that when someone laughs at us, it now triggers the feelings in us, and now we're feeling embarrassed. We're feeling humiliated. We're feeling our own feeling that we now have to store, that we're not even looking at the fact that they laughing at some shit, and it's their form of communication right now. I literally don't understand what the fuck you're doing, but I'm laughing at it, but I'm still interested. I'm laughing at it, but I'm still interested. But because society makes me not be able to process my feelings and shit correctly, and now I'm laughing at it, it feels like I'm insulting you. And I am insulting you, but I don't know that it's, that's what I'm doing because now I don't even know what I'm attacking. I just know that my feelings, they got disturbed, and now I had to respond a certain way. You know how much power it is in knowing that when you say some shit, you can make motherfuckers respond? And they don't even know what they responded to. They just know that that they they just know that they have to respond, so they do. So again, you have to always go back to the core of certain shit when things repeat themselves. I really don't give a fuck anymore when people laugh at shit they don't understand. Like, who's the joke really on when you laughing at a motherfucker who's speaking on some shit you have no knowledge about? So again, the point that I was making was. When I made the the comment about it was about uh, BRICS in the United States, and I was like, "Yo, one." I said five countries have to come together to back themselves by gold to battle against a country who isn't backed by anything, and they're running the fucking world. Do y'all not see what I see? So again, you're laughing, but your vision isn't even isn't even as far as mine. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you laughing at the comment that I made because I was able to summarize it in this one sentence, but you don't know why I created this sentence. See, people think that, you know, you need X. And then, so one person decides to say, you know, well, you should, no, I didn't have to explain that. I got it. I don't have to, I don't have to practice humility with what I know. You have to practice humility with what you can't comprehend. Nigga, the fuck? And you can't assume that your maximum capacity is my maximum capacity. Because I tell y'all all the time, and I mean this with the most modesty, I reminisce on shit that people ain't fathomed yet. 
So when I'm reminiscing on shit that people haven't fathomed yet, I can't take it personal when they don't understand what I'm talking about. Or when they laugh at shit that I'm talking about because I understand where the laugh is coming from. That's a form of their communication. I know you're trying to communicate with me positively. You're doing it wrong, you know, because you could learn more. Ha ha, laugh like, you know, no. That's what it is. Or you have the other side of the motherfuckers who actively come out and be the, the, the asshole. And then it looks so fucked up to them because it's like you didn't even emotionally process shit. Now, now you scratching for straws because now I fuck with you emotionally and you can't even think of what to say next. You ever been in an argument with a motherfucker? I get into them all the time. You ever been in an argument with a motherfucker and the argument leaves the argument and now it has to get personal? Feelings. Feelings. I can't process. Not. I'm already not even processing the conversation we having. Because it keeps hitting my feelings. It keeps fucking with my feelings. Right? So I'm not thinking anymore. Now I'm responding to what I feel. And the only way to respond quickly is to respond on what I see now. Right? I can point out the fact that, you know, oh, you're like, like the people that come out and say, oh, you got 7,000 followers, but you only have eight likes oh i'm glad you said that because i rebranded and you know i'm not on the old shit that i was on it got me a lot of likes that made me my seven thousand followers but you know and then they get mad like no no see you can't arouse me you can't rouse me up because i'm in control and i'm very sound with my emotions so when the thought comes i know how to send the emotion the other way and when the emotion comes i send the thought the other way it's legit that simple but it's legit that hard when you have learned to avoid it. So now we in this space where everybody's emotions get triggered on social media. Everybody's emotions get triggered everywhere, but nobody knows how to process those feelings and emotions. You feel what I'm saying? Shit don't even be directed towards a motherfucker, but they feel entitled to be. Motherfuckers feel entitled to have shit directed to them. Like, why would you want that for yourself, homie? Because you're emotionally unavailable. You're emotionally unintelligent. And the worst form of that is the emotionally retarded because they know how to use emotions, just choose not to. Right? They get their feelings and make the conscious decision to do some fuck shit with it. I used to be that. I used to be that motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> I used to be that motherfucker. In the sense that, like, I was, you know, I call it petty, but in the sense that's what I used to, like, I used to process the feeling and know, and I used to purposely do asshole shit. I used to purposely do asshole shit because I knew that it'll fuck with a motherfucker. I knew it to get under their under their skin. But it was only when they got under my skin first. I was like, oh, this is what we on. This is what we on. And we on it until I say I'm off. You feel what I'm saying? Again, emotionally retarded. I ain't gonna hold you. I was emotionally retarded like a motherfucker because I I, I knew I didn't have to, you know what I mean, actually take my emotion seriously. I didn't have to. Nobody was going to hold me accountable. Nobody was going to make me, but everybody was going to justify why I couldn't. Because it's what men do. Men ain't supposed to do this. Men ain't supposed to do this. Now everybody wonder why men is violent, volatile, and, and, and sassy, and they can't figure out why. Because you never let them process their feelings when they were young. If you're listening and you're a part of the community, I still stand on what I say. I don't believe a good, a good high majority of motherfuckers wouldn't even be gay if they understood how to process their feelings. If it was permissible for motherfuckers to process their feelings, they wouldn't be homosexuals because they think they're homosexuals because they're emotional and people kept calling them gay when they was young. 
the motherfucker who always who was always crying and shit eventually got to a point, oh, you go hang around the girls, you soft, you can't be around the boys or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, bro, this warrants you crying. Like the fuck, you even you either get to a point where, you know, and then you extend the tolerance for what's, you know. I remember the first time I only seen one of my homeboys when we was when we was kids, I only seen one of my homeboys cry twice. And I think he's probably only seen me cry once or twice too. But the reasons in which we seen each other cry is on some shit like nigga. That's what it took for y'all niggas to see each other cry. Damn. So I seen him cry the first time when his grandfather passed. I seen him cry when his grandfather and it was no nigga quit crying, you a bitch. We we let that shit like it was like nigga, you better not cry yourself ass, nigga. You feel me? We let him cry, let it get out. Boom. We even helped, we even hugged each other, like yo, get that shit out, bro. Like bam, bam, bam. You feel me? That was the first time I seen him cry. Second time I seen him cry was when we got stuck at my homeboy crib when um the bull was circling around the block trying to kill us and shit. Like he was like, Yo, bro, I'm scared. Nigga, me too. But I can't. I'm like, yo, bro, we gonna get out of this shit. I'm trying to be strong and shit. I'm scared of the motherfucker. Like, nigga. And he cried like one like it was like Denzel when he cried in glory, like one tear, one tear fell. He said, Yo, I'm scared for real. And I was like, nigga, me too. But we gonna get home. We gonna get fucking home, right? When he seen me cry, um, no, I didn't even cry this time. No, this was the time. Okay, that was the conversation. So he was like, if you would have cried, I wouldn't have got mad at you. So this is what happened, right? We was fixing our bikes and shit. <laughs> Had to be like 13 or some shit, 13 to 14. So we fixing our bikes. He's using the socket wrench, right? His dad's socket wrench and shit, right? Stepdad's socket wrench, whatever. But I'm standing in front of the shed. But I'm not really in the angle or whatever. I don't even know how the shit played out. But he was throwing the, the socket wrench into the shed. Somehow I was in the middle of that motherfucker and it hit me dead in my fucking forehead. Boom! It hit me. So you remember on if y'all watched The Dark Knight when Joker said, never start with the head. He said, because it dismembers them and they don't feel anything afterwards. You know what I'm saying? That's real. I got hit dead in my forehead. And it hit me so fucking hard that it was just like, boom. It made my head not bad, but I was like, mm. And my homie was like, yo, you good? I was like, yeah, I'm good. My eyes is watering and shit. When I say that the pain, it's, it's, it was so heavy that it didn't hurt. I just felt pressure on my head. And the knot was literally forming. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. Tears, is my eyes watering up, but I wouldn't cry. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, yo, you good? He said, bro. If you cry, it's okay. I was like, you know, I'm good, bro. I'm good. And then one of my homies, his mama was um, a nurse and shit. So it was like, I was literally walking around the hood all day like this and shit, right? So we went by her. She said, how long you been like that? I said, I don't know. She was like, that's a concussion. And she was like, you better not go to sleep. She said, are you sleepy? I said, I'm very sleepy. And she was like, don't go to sleep. Keep walking around, stay up and shit. And I was like, she said, put some ice on and let it swell and go down. She said, you literally have a concussion right now. I can look at you and tell you are concussed, and I didn't. I didn't cry. I did cry. That's the that that was the whole point of all of this. I didn't cry because, you know, it's not permissible because it takes it back to that being our form of communication from the negative side, right? We hold in so much, and we've been, and I don't think people realize what it is that we're holding in emotionally. Most of us stopped crying by the time we was three years old. 
which means if we stop crying, it didn't mean that we got stronger and we became tougher men. That means we stopped being able to communicate negatively, which means that when our negative feelings were involved, anything that was involved that we could have used to dissipate or transmute a different way, we don't know how because we never communicated it. So now when we actually are communicating these things, we blow up. Why are we violent? Because we cannot cry. And when I say we cannot cry, now you understand that I'm not saying that we can't just shed tears. We cannot communicate negatively. We cannot communicate the negative feelings that we are experiencing right now, the way we did when we were kids, the way we did when we was babies. All day long, we can still smile. We can still laugh. We can still communicate positively the same way we did when we was babies. Why can't we communicate negatively? Now, understand I'm not saying that crying is a negative thing, and I mean I'm speaking solely from polarity perspective. Crying is elicited by negative feelings. Simple. Simple. When you're frustrated, when you're unclear, when there's no clarity, when you're confused, all of these things, eventually they'll lead you to, to crying. Now, clarity, mastery, those things, the opposite sides, they lead you to laughter. Think I'm bullshitting. When you, when you don't, and you've been in class before, You've been in class before and you couldn't get the concept. You frustrated, you mad, you just, right? You'd cry if you could, but you a man, so you don't. So you frown your face up, you mean mug of shit. As soon as you get the motherfucker right, you feel, you feel that the, the, you feel the answer. You feel it in the exact same spot. You just feel it from a different perspective. Feel it from the opposite perspective, right? Because as a confusion, you got clarity. When that light bulb goes off, you feel the exact same shit. The problem is, Again, because we're not as sensitive to our feelings the way we're supposed to be, we don't know that these are the same feelings, right? Getting a question wrong, getting something wrong, gives you the same energy as getting something right. <laughs> you feel it in the same place in your body, it gives you the same energy. But with time, we lose that. So much so that it, we, we numb ourselves to the positive feelings that make us smile. You feel me? And we, we hype ourselves to the negative feelings because we have to, we become hypersensitive to the negative feelings because we have to figure out a way to best suppress them because we can't communicate them. You feel me? I communicate, I communicate well when I'm, when I'm at, I dance, move. Like think about when you get the answer right to a question or some shit. I'm using school as an example because I seen, this is when I witnessed it the most. Like I'll be observing some of my classmates and shit and they'll get a question on a hand go on their forehead or some shit, they huff and puff and everything like that. But when a motherfucker know, they might snap, they might dance, they might sing, they might say some shit. You be looking at the cut like, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? But again, I'm responding to the feeling. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna start trying to wrap it up. When I get to the points where I dance uncontrollably, when I like, this is when we get to the point where the feelings control us. It's okay. Let it take control sometimes, but then sometimes you still have to always rein it back in. This is what leads us into addiction so much. Because we experience so much of the negative feeling, we need the positive feeling in the equal abundance because we don't process either. So because we are not in a space where we're allowed to use the negative side or even do vent negatively or anything like that, we have to shift ourselves to increase our pleasure. Because we're not laughing on a regular basis. We're not smiling on a regular basis. When you get to a space where you start to internalize what you can't, when you cannot vent, you internalize. 
We can easily express our good shit. We express that enough. But what happens when we do express our good shit? It falls on miserable ears and it shuts down. We don't express that shit no motherfucking more. But the negative shit, motherfuckers love hearing our negative shit. So we speak on it a lot more and it stays more active in our lives. But the real reason why the negative shit stays more active because we don't process the negative. We don't process the feeling that came with it. We accept that feeling that comes with it. And we don't know what to do with that feeling. We try to numb it. We try to hide it. And we try to do everything except process it. You feel what I'm saying? So now when we do, because of that, when we take it to the extreme on the positive side, we have to overindulge. You see what I'm saying? One of the real, one of the greatest reasons why as black men, Sex is so heavily pushed for us and, you know, hypersexuality. Yeah, coming off the breeders episode and the breeding farms and shit and all that shit. But the real reason why is because of the creativity that a black man has naturally. They don't want us to realize how, what our creative energy can really do. So they have us believing that we're either going to be, our creative energy is only used for entertainment. It's purposes only. This is why they're not gonna. This is why they want to teach, take certain shit out of the school system and make it seem like we all Americans when it comes to the most important inventions of the country and shit like that. Because you know who built them, you know. But even deeper than that, you have to acknowledge how they did it, because now you have to go into the creative energy and you have to go into the fact that they understood their feelings and they transmuted them and used them a certain way, as opposed to oh, here's your feelings, go fuck some. Imagine, imagine your creativity being so potent, and yet the only thing that you're permitted to create is children. Or the only thing that you desire and feel like you can create are children. It's crazy. Our creative energy is tied to our feelings, and that's what that's what the problem really is. We are our expression with our feelings is fucked up. You see what I'm saying? We're not using anything correctly. So now it it leads us to the way life plays out. We're not processing our feelings, but we're in a space where for one, we're in a competitive world. So, and we're also in a space where we, in that competition, we also have to stay at the top. So to stay at the top, you have to go through certain shit. You have to do certain things, right? So you're going to experience a plethora of negative feelings along the way. You don't process them. You just eat them and keep going. And because the way the society works, it's designed, the mental health is designed to keep you in the negative feeling space. So that way you you don't get complacent or whatever the case may be, but you stay in that negative energy space, which means that you now have to overindulge to offset that. So this is why when the weekend comes, we want to turn up and get drunk and party because we want to balance out the five days of negative feelings that we felt. We want to balance that out in a day. So from Friday to Saturday, we party and drink and all of that shit. We balance it out, but now we pay for it on Sunday when we recoup and then we start back over Monday. We do this for 40 years. Do this for 40 years. And motherfuckers can't realize why we still in the same places that we in because we're not able to use any other form of energy or process things correctly.
So now you're in a mundane, boring job and shit. Like boredom and excitement are the same shit. You just don't think that boredom and excitement are the same shit because you've never used an energy correctly. You feel me? I get it. Motherfuckers will say, saying, I ain't never felt excited while I felt bored. Or I've never felt bored while I felt excited. That's a lie. I'm going to tell you why. Boredom doesn't kick in until excitement dies. Excitement doesn't kick in until boredom dies. Now, no, 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 I'm going to say it different. Excitement doesn't kick in until boredom is filled. And boredom doesn't kick in until excitement dies. Right? When you actually feel boredom with something productive that you like, you're not bored. Right? Now, when you do something beyond the level of excitement that you have, it's boring. It gets boring to you. Right? You ever notice how the feeling, you just, all you know is that the feeling just suddenly changed. You no longer feel the same thing, but you know it's, it's still the same feeling. There's still a feeling lingering there. You know your excitement died, right? You notice like the excitement died, but you still feel something. Now I feel bored. So you still feel something to the exact same level that you feel the excitement. It just doesn't, it's just the opposite magnitude of excitement. Boredom. Right. When you understand the feeling, you learn how to use it. And then you when you understand the feeling, you learn how to use it. You learn its opposite and you learn how to turn it off when you need to turn it off. For example, when I'm bored now, when I'm bored, I learn, I study, I make music, I do things. People be thinking that, yo, when do you find time? I've had people ask me, you know, when did you find time to do all the shit that you've done? I said, there's always time. And I told them straight. I said, when I was bored. So for their perspective, it was, damn, you had to be bored a lot. Mm. Mm -mm. Because with boredom also comes excitement. All it is, boredom, when my boredom comes, I channel it and put excitement into it and get the shit done. That's it. Because I know boredom and excitement are the same thing. You feel me? But bigger than that, it was bigger than that. It was me saying, hmm, I have more control over myself than I'm, than I'm, than I'm giving my credit then I'm giving myself credit for, right? And so what I'm ultimately going to do with this, what I'm ultimately going to do with this opportunity is, is fill it with everything that I can. You feel me? Fill it with everything that I can. So for me, in learning how to channel the energies, like once I learned the opposites, it became like the feelings become fun when I experience it because I know how to channel them. When I'm mad and I want, I, I love when I get mad because I can easily become happy again. When shit pissed me off, I'm like, oh, but you know what? I can use this to be happy. You feel me? Because I know that these feelings are the same. And I know earlier I said, well, you said happiness and sad are the opposite side. No, no, I said all feelings feel the same way. I also said that part too. All feelings feel the same way. It's not until you start to understand feelings that, oh, it's something that stimulates my nervous system. And when it stimulates my nervous system, it's either for good or bad. Right? Now, if it's for good or bad, that means if it's for good, it's going to calm my nervous system down. If it's bad, it's going to speed my nervous system up. Motherfuckers love making they, doing shit to make their heart race. No, do some shit to make your heart slow the fuck down sometimes. Not kill it, but do some shit that makes your heart rest. Not just sleep. You feel me? And not just drugs. Like, do something that will make your heart rest. We don't know how. 
You know why? Because things that make our heart rest have to have a certain feeling to them. We don't know what feeling that is. Why? Because we've never experienced the feeling that made our heart race and then reversed the feeling to make our heart slow down. When our hearts race, we let it race. Just have fun. We don't have control over the feeling anymore. You feel me? And that's where it becomes dangerous because it takes you to that other level. Because when you are not emotionally intelligent, again, like I said, it ties into reading a room. When you are not emotionally intelligent, you can't read a situation for what it's supposed to be. You can only see what you stand in it, which is scary. Which is scary because as men, that's what gets us in these fucked up situations. We're created in a system. This system is designed to make us emotionally intelligent, but also push us in the rape culture. That's why the elevators don't be going all the way up. Motherfuckers can't fathom like, yo, why she shouldn't have been wearing that or she shouldn't have been doing this because you made me horny. But what you made me feel was a positive feeling. So rather than saying, rather than, because I can't articulate the words and say, nah, she shouldn't have been wearing that. Nah, she shouldn't. Nah, we said, like, the person was aroused positively by this person. He was, the feelings were triggered. And because of the creative energy not being in tune, he got horny and thought it meant to fuck. No, certain shit. Like, literally, this is, it's going to sound crazy, but it is what it is. A woman, when something makes you horny again, like I said, it's a muse, right? It, it becomes something that you can use to stimulate, to create something. Now, what is it that when when we see a woman and the first thing that we're stimulated to do is fuck, what is that telling us that we're desiring to create, right? This person, whatever it is that we see is inspiring us to want to create a replicated version of ourselves. That's crazy because when you really think about it, it's like, is that just solely off the physical? And does that mean that we're physical, only physical beings and only from the physical, our emotions are understood or utilized? You feel what I'm saying? Because our first instinct, I get horny. That means whatever she, whatever I saw, whatever was programmed in me triggered the feeling to make me want to procreate with this person. Now, why does that also play a, pro a problematic piece? Because we don't value our dicks like that. I remember being young saying, man, I just fucked that bitch. That's it. I wouldn't go with her. I wouldn't. I never realized how fucked up we were as a culture until I would say shit like, I won't wife this bitch. I won't. I won't wife this bitch. I won't do it. There's a lot of shit I wouldn't do for a bitch, but I will fuck her. I will put my dick in the bitch, but... I fuck that. I don't even wife her. I ain't gonna be seen in public with her. I ain't gonna kiss her. I ain't gonna hold her hand, but I'll fuck her. Wow. 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 That's crazy when you really think about it. Because now that ties into I won't do nothing else with my emotional energy when I feel it. It slept slang some motherfucking dick. And don't forget to check out Pala Cafe Clothing, formerly Just Seen's merch, 
Get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated bean to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles of Pala Cafe clothing? I know I should have ended like that, but I'm going to go ahead and end it there. <laughs> that's the most, that's my take on emotional intelligence. Um, I feel like that's something that as men, especially as black men, we got to get under control. We got to get it under control. We got to get it in order and we got to make sure that we are in tune. Because honestly, bro, this how they control us. See, a lot of people think mind control needs motherfucking fucking helmets and all that shit. No, mind control needs motherfucking TV and it needs feelings. It needs TV and it needs a trigger feelings. That's it. Because the mind, mental health is divided into the thoughts and the emotions. If I can manipulate your emotions, I can control your thoughts. If I've already given you the education system that determines what you think, right? Now I can give you whatever feeling I want to control how you think. Because I know that this emotional response, you're not going to process it correctly. So you're going to do one of several things that I'm going to tell you to do. And then I already created an imagery for you that this is how you respond. I already created a symbolism. There's a template for it. You know, that movie, they clone Tyrone. Y'all got to watch that movie because at the end of it, it breaks down like how the system works. It's like, yo, they cloning niggas and shit or whatever the case may be. You missed it. They don't have to physically clone niggas. They can they clone the mentality of a nigga that they can program into little niggas to make little niggas grow to be big niggas that repeat the same cycles. So on the movie they cloned Tyrone, it was hood niggas, it was hood niggas, pimps, and hoes. Like it was a hood nigga pimp and a hoe. And that was basically the main thing. They had a hub of them. And motherfuckers was like, they cloning it. Like y'all missing the point. They're cranking it out because niggas want to be either hood niggas, pimps, or hoes. You feel me? And pretty much look at the imagery of what we're seeing right now. Like that's what that you know what I'm saying. So all of that shit was largely predicated upon the fact that you can be controlled. All of us can be controlled to think the same way because all right, we're emotionally wired the same way. So now when I trigger emotions and now I know how you think, because I control what you think, I create curriculums, I create this entire thing to create to to govern the way that you think. The fuck? What do you think you're gonna do? What I want you to do. When I don't give you the the pro, when I don't give you the proper education, right? I'm gonna make you emotionally charged, and I can turn you into a criminal. You feel me? Something that I learned, something that was crazy to me. Um, I was watch, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I heard like a documentary on women's prisons or some shit. While I was watching a comedy show, I don't know. Somehow it came about women's prisons, and it was like most most crimes are committed by women when they're on a cycle. Y'all know I got an episode called Myriad of Emotions. And y'all know men, we have cycles too, just because we don't bleed. Because again, the cycle is patterned off the moon. You know what I'm saying? It's patterned off of the moon and how the the moon with the water in our, within our bodies. But anywho, so every 28 days, we still got our same, we still got a cycle too, right? So when I look at the women, they say, well, most of the women that are in prison committed crimes while they were on a cycle. 
What if that's the same exact case for men? But again, because we have not processed our feelings and our emotions, we don't know when our cycles come. You feel me? Every month, there's a set time, set when, like, it's, it's wild. If you've ever done it, you know what I'm talking about. Go for 30 days, break down 30 days and write down the feelings that, now this is going to allow you to be, you're going to have to be aware because it's going to force you to extend and learn what, what feelings are. I recommend looking at a feeling chart or download a feeling wheel or whatever. They're all on the internet. You can find one and just go through the feelings. Get more in-depth with writing down what feel, the actual feeling you're feeling rather than, yo, they got me fucked up. How did they got you fucked up, homie? How did they got you fucked up? Nah, these niggas got me fucked up, bro. With what? Right? When a motherfucker tell me, yo, they got me fucked up, instantly I can tell you that you're feeling your negative feelings. You're in your negative feelings. Ain't nothing wrong with it, bro. Process that shit. Which negative feeling are you in? Are you frustrated? Are you disappointed? Are you disrespected? Are you angry? Are you volatile? What are you feeling right now? They got you fucked up ain't enough. When I was young, um, like I had to be in like my teenage years, right? My sister would always talk to the little babies in the hood. <laughs> and she, like when they would start, she'd be like, yo, use your words. I used to think she was being, you know, like, fuck, they hood babies, man. She's like, nah, use your words. They got to be able to articulate. Use your words. Now I get why she was saying that. Now I get why she was saying that. Because now when you get to use your words, you get become an adult and they're not, yo, they got me fucked up. Nah, this person said this and it made me feel this particular way. This is the way that what you said or what you did made me feel. Now I know how to dress it. So now when I know you want some bullshit, I know that this is the emotion that's going to come out of that. I know that this is the feeling that's going to come out of that. Or I can feel it before it even comes because I know what triggers it. You dig what I'm saying? As opposed to niggas got me fucked up. Or when you're feeling good, yo, I'm turned. Yo, what you got you, what got you feeling good? Articulate that shit. I'm feeling good because it is, because now you know where to go to put those feelings in your life. It's that simple. It's that simple. And we wonder why all we do is fuck with drugs because that's where they tell us our pleasure is at. No, your pleasure is going to be where you can elicit positive feelings. When you are in control of your feelings and you are emotionally intelligent, you know where to go to have that trigger. You feel what I'm saying? If I know that I'm triggered, if I, if I know that, you know, if I know that I want to be happy right now, I know that comedy shows make me happy. Guess where I'm going to go? To a motherfucking comedy show. It don't got to be that hard. Why? Because I know that the feeling that I'm seeking, that I'm looking for, is found in this medium. So I'm going to go to that medium. When I am emotionally unavailable, when I do not know how to process this, I don't know where to go. So now I'm out here running through the world on some crazy shit. Motherfuckers be saying, be asking me, like, why, how, how do you, how did you go so long practicing celibacy? That's the thing, y'all. It's not about restraint. It's not that when you have certain understanding, you don't have to restrain yourself anymore. You use what you're supposed to use. You feel what I'm saying? My understanding and my learning and my connection now with sex and now the feel because of the thoughts that I have about sex, my feelings about sex have changed too. It's not about just getting the nut for me. Now, there was a time when it was, I just want a nut. When it's just you want a nut, yeah, it's hard to resist. But now when you realize that I know that sex is to, the intention of sex is for two bloodlines to create a pact 
forever. Wow. That changes shit. That means that me as a father, I'm creating a bloodline with the mother of my kids. That means that for me, that means I can't have multiple baby mamas because my I'm I'm severing I'm severing the blood tie, the bloodlines between my children. Their bloodlines aren't even the same. You feel me? There's certain shit that ought to, that so it's like when it's time to fuck something, that feeling you have not superseded that feeling of all of the shit that's behind here. I'm not going to get horny because you bad because it's like, eh, will you fuck me over? And I end up severing the bloodline and fucking shit up. Nah, because I have to understand that I'm intentionally going in it. So now it becomes easier when you master the feeling, right? When you master the, 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 the feeling, you can now not be emotionally charged by something because you have the understanding to prevent the emotional charge. You feel me? When I talk to people about religion, they can't fathom why, how I can stay up like, cause I'm not emotionally charged by religion. I know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Most people respond to how, cause you feel like I'm attacking you. I'm, mm-mm. you just made yourself the religion. That's dang, that shit to do with me. But it's like, how could, cause I'm no longer emotionally attached to this shit. The religion only works cause motherfuckers is emotionally attached to it. They're not logically attached to this motherfucker. Because if you logically broke down your religion, you would realize that, oh, this is an allegory. It's not no real shit. It's just something. But you have to be emotionally charged to it in order to prevent from understanding it. Prevent yourself from understanding it. You feel me? But it's all a game. And it's all a game tied to not understanding your feelings. And as men, that's how profit, that's how, think about how much shit is profitable because a man doesn't understand his feelings. You see what I'm saying? The world. Because you're going to go do some dumb shit. You're going to go do some dumb shit because you are emotionally because you are not emotionally there. You're going to go do some dumb shit. Doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be criminal shit, but it's going to be some dumb shit in some way, shape, or form. Destruction will follow. Why? Because we are in a society that is competitive and is built under toxic femininity. So destruction will follow. That's what they bank on. Because that's what you have to, that's what you profit on. Because that now levels everything else. So now, when I talk about, you know, the health, when I talk about the mental health, when I talk about things like that, if you can't get it, you don't get it. It's, it's okay. But if you do get it, you know, you got to make the necessary steps and the necessary changes. If you're going to make them. Otherwise, you got to shut the fuck up. You feel me? Repression is not healing. Suppression is not healing. You feel me? Only way to heal is to heal. And you got to start dealing with the shit. Your, your healing is not going to begin and you're not going to be able to initiate your healing until you learn how to feel. And I promise you, when you start healing, the hardest things you're going to have to heal are the, 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 the things that are going to be hardest to heal, the things that you're going to feel the deepest. And they're going to push you down into pain, to, to the emotions of sorrow, depression, all kind of shit. But there is something on the other side if you understand the feeling. So I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And our sons, it's simple. Strengthen their emotional intelligence. Understand that crying is how they communicate. And it doesn't stop because they get older, right? It just needs to transition to using your words and using your words to articulate the negative feelings that you're feeling. So now we can process them. You ever notice that when you vent, you start to feel better after you vent? The reason why you feel better after you vent 
is because you're actually vocalizing and processing the feelings. You're not creating alternate scenarios within your head. You're talking about the situation that happened and getting it out. And this is what you're dealing with. You see what I'm saying? If we're not doing that, we ain't doing shit. You feel me? If we ain't doing that, we ain't doing shit. And we need to teach our boys to be able to do this early. And then allow them also too to not have to overindulge in laughter and, and the positive feelings because that's what leads to the addictions. That's what leads us to being junkies and drug addicts and shit like that. Because now we're seeking pleasure because the negative feelings of our lives keep giving us pain. So teach them how to process these feelings. When they cry, ask them, what are you crying for? Not in the condescending way that eventually makes them feel the energy that makes them want to stop crying. No, but ask them, yo, what are you crying for? Tell me why you're crying. Okay, I'm crying because of this. Okay, why this, that, third? Now you get to a point. When our children ask us why, we should be at the forefront of answering why or teaching them how to solve the why. Because when their feelings come up, the first thing that comes to mind is why. And guess what they do? They shut down because whenever they ask why to an outside source, they told them to leave them alone. If you want your babies to be successful, you want your babies to be emotionally sound, you're going to have to be able to give them that. We're going to have to give our sons the free reign to be able to ask why in regards to their emotions and teach them how to process that. Because it's like, yo, why am I mad? How many times have you been so, how many times, just think about how much shit you could have saved. Because I done fucked up a lot of shit in my life. My homies done fucked up a lot of shit in our lives, in their lives. How much shit would you have not fucked up if you would have simply asked, why am I mad? As opposed to affirming, I'm mad. You feel me? I'm going to say this and I'm going to really wrap it up. Teach your son the art of just asking a simple question. Why do they got me fucked up? Versus saying the words, they got me fucked up. Yo, why do they got me fucked up? Because of this. Now, the moment you ask why, you begin the rabbit hole to solve the problem. But the moment you affirm it, that's where you stand. Always remember that and pass that on to our boys. So again, I'm going to say that. I'm going to end it there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables, and I'm going to see y'all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.